is on time. Hallelujah. Give God praise this morning. Give God praise this morning, hallelujah, because our God is an extravagant, generous God, hallelujah, who is on time every time. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. It is a good morning to be in the house of God. The Word of God says, enter into God's courts with thanksgiving, enter His gates with praise. Hallelujah. How many of you have that kind of week that you just want to come inside the house of God and give God praise? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And how many of you have that kind of week where all you can do is drag yourself into this house and give God praise? Because it's been that kind of week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Well, you know what? This choir makes it really hard to stay composed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all don't know what kind of blessing we have with this choir. And with the sanctuary choir as, as well. Amen. But uh, this choir touched the heartstrings of my heart because of how I was raised. Hallelujah. Yes, I am Latino, but we, can, we were raised singing Mighty Clouds of Joy. Hallelujah. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my heart cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Hallelujah. Now, and that's what all this is about today, folks. You know, when um, Pastor um, Janice came up to me with that smile <laughs> and said, you know, uh, how would you like to share the word? I, I, was, I was a little excited. And said, so, you know, we got a couple choices for you. You can speak on the bread. I was like, ooh, that's good. <laughs> or you can speak on extravagant generosity. And my heart just leapt. Because God has been good to me. I not only know that God is good, because we all know that God is good, and all the time, but God is real, and God is real good to me. And that's why I just slept at the chance to share my story with you. But God told me, you know what, Marcel, it's not about you. So I really had to, um, again, compose myself. And think about how good God has been. Now, we look at this table right here, and I couldn't see this from back there, but there's a pile of cash right here. <laughs> and I said, you know what? This kind of looks like my dining room table with all the jewels and all the glorious <laughs> stuff like that. But mine's probably fake, and that's probably all real. But that's all good. That's all good. Hallelujah. Now, uh, we are starting a, a sermon series and a book study of extravagant generosity. And one of the things that Bishop, um, I, I can't pronounce the name, Shanae's, was talking about was the difference between stewardship and generosity. Now, I was raised in a home where Jesus might come back tomorrow or might actually come back as a thief in the night. So whatever you got today, spend it today because you may not have it for tomorrow. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. So some of you may have heard that testimony and not that. Well, I found myself at 30 years old broke, 
with very bad credit, living um, paycheck to paycheck. And I had to, I had to, um, I had to grow up. And, um, you know, the Bible says that, you know, when you were a child, you did things as a child. And now that you're grown up, you need to do things as a grown up. Okay. And so, uh, and I was, as I was studying and studying and boy, six weeks, God can really give you a lot of messages when you study for six weeks. So I really had to pare it down. And what I came up to, in my personal life, I, I'm, a, I'm a corporate trainer. And so we have trainings that last eight to 12 weeks. Okay, so we need a lot of little things to help us remember things. And so one of the things that I came up with, well, actually, I didn't come up with. I think the, the Lord really, really uh, imparted it on my heart. And I, I was like, you know, the hardest part about being, uh, of being generous, and I'm not only talking about the money part, okay, about ge being generous of your time, of yourself, is that sometimes we don't know what to do. We don't have a schedule. We don't have a budget, okay? All right, I knew it was going to get quiet in here. But, I mean, it's okay to say an amen if you agree. It's okay to say praise the Lord, hallelujah, because hallelujah is the highest praise. All right, so I'm giving you authority and permission to praise out loud. It's okay. All right? Because right now you have one of God's loud children preaching, and it's okay if you be loud today. All right? Whoever preaches tomorrow, if they're more quiet, and then you can be more quiet. But today, we're going to give God praise because hallelujah is the highest praise. All right. So one of the things I came up with is generosity is life. Life. L. We need to learn. Okay? There's nothing, there's nothing that, that, that uh, improves life than learning. Okay, one thing that I had to learn is that a budget isn't a scary thing. I don't know how much to give to God or to people if I don't know what I have. If I'm giving from myself and I'm not restoring myself, I cannot give that. Okay, I cannot give to worthy causes if I don't know how much I have. So we need to learn. There's a great little website that I found because I try to shortcut everything. I don't have much time. So what I learned, there's this website called uh, crown.org and it is faith-based and some of their beliefs may not agree with my beliefs, but guess what? I don't have to pay for the tools that they gave me. So I'm not giving them my money. Okay, but I'm using their tools. They have a budget on there. It gives you a little, um, it, you, you go on the website and you can print this stuff up and it says, you know, if you're a single person, about this percentage should go here, this percentage should go there, and, you know, and it gives you a, a guideline. Because I came from, again, if you got it, spend it. It's run, burning holes in my pocket. Okay, and guess what? I could not give to God as much as I wanted to give to God. And I could not prepare myself for the future, okay, if it's coming or not, I will be, I will be prepared. All right, so we need to learn. 
That's the L. Learn as much as you can. It's never too late. Okay? Once you know that, guess what? I now am prepared to thoughtfully, because the word this morning said that prepare your hearts. What, give what in your heart you have set out to do. And God loves a cheerful giver. Okay? If I'm barely giving the last change that's in my pocket because I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to Friday that's payday, that's not giving cheerfully. Or if I'm giving out of pressure because, you know what, Reverend Janice says that it's stewardship month and we need to give and increase by 1%, okay? I'm not going to give cheerfully. In my study, I found that in the thesaurus, the word cheerful, guess what is a synonym for cheerful? Gay. Mm-hmm. So God loves a gay giver. Hallelujah. Okay. That's the word of God. I did not make that up. All right. Okay. So God loves a gay giver, a cheerful one, one that gives not out of the abundance, but the one that's set in their heart how much to give. How much time am I going to give? How much love am I going to give? We need to set that in our hearts before we write that check, before we spend our time at the Houston Food Bank. Before we spend time with our friends, speaking of which, which friends are we spending time with? All right, well, that's a different sermon. <laughs> All right. Once we've learned a little bit and we've set a budget, we write down, and one of the things that helped me a lot was actually taking a, a, a um, you know, using time and money taking a schedule. How much time am I spending watching TV? How much time am I doing this? How much time am I doing that? Where is my money going? I am on a fixed income because I'm on a salary. So I don't get more if I work more. I don't get more if I work less. So I had to, I went a whole month of writing every single thing that I spent. And that helped me I identify what was, a, uh, what was a need and what was a want. Mm -hmm. My wants were more than my needs. But I go back to the Word of God, and the Word of God says that God is generous to give us not only what we need, but so much more that we can share with others. Is that what you want in your life? Amen. I want my needs to be met. Okay? I like eating steak and all the good stuff and um, the really expensive tofu and sushi for the vegetarians in the room. Okay? So we need to identify those things. A great book um, that helped me uh, that's helping me because it is a process. You don't get to one point and say, that's it. It is a process. It was a poor, uh, rich dad, poor dad. Okay? 
opportunities come into our life that if we are not prepared for, we can't take advantage of. Okay? If someone comes and offers you a $75,000 car for $10,000, but yet we're not prepared to accept God's blessing, that's, that's a wasted opportunity. So we need to identify those needs, that are, the difference between the needs and our wants in our life. Once we're able, we've learned and we've identified, and then comes the F in life, and that's focus. There are a lot of things in our life that's going to take our focus away from what God wants us, our lives to be. But if we've got that budget, we've got that schedule in our lives, we can focus on what's good. Jesus shared a parable about the sower who sowed seeds. Some fell over the rocks, some fell uh, by the, the roadside, some fell on fertile ground. Okay? Now, he was talking about the Word of God falling on ears that are prepared to hear and accept the Word of God and let that seed plant, be planted in it and grow fruit. But I see that as also the focus. Where is it that we are taking our time and our money? If I invest in, uh, let's say, pagers. Y'all know what pagers are, right? Does anybody still have one today? I think if you're super, very, super, super important, you might have one. Okay, but if I invested in pagers, and I'm, I'm from a telecom background, that's why it came up to me. But if I invested in pagers, it's probably going to be wasted money. Okay, all right. Just because I can make them now green and blue and pre purple and green, that may not be enough to re-spark that technology. Okay, but I've, if I invest... Um, I don't know. How about in Resurrection MCC? Amen. The th same thing that brought me into this door four years ago is what's going to prepare the other folks out there to walk through these doors. Amen. Remember, it says our treasure is not here on earth, but it's in heaven. Wherever we want heaven to be, well, you know, guess what? I want to prepare this place so that's not only here for another 40 years, it's another 100 years. This is money well spent. Uh, the return on my investment is going to be grand. And that's what we want. So if we learn, we identify, we focus, that allows us to envision. What has God have prepared for our lives, for my life in particular. Folks, a year and a half ago, I was not even able to walk across the stage without having to stop and catch my breath. I am in need of a kidney transplant. Hallelujah. But I know who is my healer, who is my provider. He provides all my needs. And right now, one of my needs is dialysis three times a week. Praise God for insurance. Okay, so generosity is life. The next four weeks for you, if you read this book, and let me, let me speak into it. 
when you read this book. All right? It's about preparing your heart. And I was so moved. I thought I was already a good giver. But that's the thing. I was just a good giver. I wasn't an extravagant giver. Okay? The example that God has in our lives is an extravagant God. We need to think back about where were we before we walked through these doors? How, what motivated us to wake up at 7.30, 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning to drag ourselves in here? What were we going through? How was our life? Now, in these doors, we find people who are walking in for the first time, some of us who have been members for years, and we still take advantage of the blessings that God has in our lives. We meet folks who, you know what, in my personal life, I am so blessed that I have a family who loves me. Okay? But you know what? This is the family who chose me. And that when I was in the hospital, they came to visit and they brought me communion. Have we done that for somebody that we know? Has someone done it to us? Can we give back some of that? You know, the more prepared that we are, the more prepared that we are, the more we learn, the more we identify, the more we focus, the more we envision, allows us to be what, that God, what, what God wants us to be, that cheerful giver. Now, in, in my life, I've learned, um, as a small child, uh, I, I used to work the fields. I'm first-generation Mexican-American, and in California, you know, when you don't have a babysitter, you go to work with your parents. And that's what my parents did. They worked the field. So I picked cucumbers and all that good stuff. And I only say that because I learned that if you plant a seed of a tomato seed and you expect corn, you're a foolish person. If you plant tomatoes, guess what you're going to get? Tomatoes. If you plant that seed of your time, of your generosity, then God, in the Bible, Jesus says, don't judge, you'll be judged. Right? Don't condemn, you'll be condemned. But the measure that you measure is what should be measured to you. Now, sometimes we, can't, we don't feel we're generous. We can't be generous because we barely got enough to survive. But God says that whatever you plant, that you will reap. Okay? Whatever you sow, you will reap. And you have an opportunity to prepare your heart so that when you do give, whatever you give, you give it cheerfully. In your heart, you have set. Now, the heart is an interesting thing. It motivates us to do many, many things. So why not use it that'll give you a return on investment? The word says, a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. You've got what it takes. God has given everything that we have, God has given to us. Do you agree? 
So why not give back to God what God has given to us so freely? If we know that the birds in the sky get fed, right? We've got plenty of rain to make the grass grow, the flowers bloom. God provides. God is a provider of our needs. And guess what? The Word says, and it's the Word. And I used to feel really guilty because, you know, in my past life, that's my past life, the way they motivate us was guilt. But the promises of God are not based on guilt, people. Because the word there, it says, give what you're, and you're able to, what you prepared in your heart to give. So if we prepare, we learn, we identify our needs and our wants, we focus on what's good, God is to give us, not only freely, but packed down, overflowing in our bosom. So much that we can do so much good. Wouldn't you love to be able to help so much? I mean, we've got so much land here. We could have a senior home. We could have a youth home. We could have a middle home. We could have a school to teach in a way that children are comfortable being who they are, not having to worry about bullies and all that stuff. We got plenty of land for it, folks. There's a little joke that says, you know what, the pastor goes to the folks and says, hey, um, uh, we got some good news and got some bad news. The good news is we, got the, we found the money to build the new activity center. The bad news, it's still in your pocket. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is the provider of all our needs. God provides not only physically, God provides spiritually, emotionally, and financially. He says, if you ask, you will receive. If you give, so it will be given to you. This next four weeks, I encourage you to get together with your friends make new friends, meet in someone's home, meet in the activity center, get the book, read through it. Not only will you come across, not only will you come out of this more generous, but you will recognize how much more generous God is in your life. Amen. Thank mm -hmm. you.